Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, 402 on the Tim DeMoss Show. For a second there, Joe, I thought you were fooling around with those drops. You like to throw them between songs. I was like, what's that going from? Yes. Uh, Tim DeMoss here and Joe Harnett, the hardest working producer in Philadelphia radio between 402 and 5 o'clock. Maybe 45850. It's getting shorter, isn't it? <laughs> Forecast today getting cloudy, low 30 this evening, tomorrow and Thursday. Pretty much the same story. Today's Tuesday, right? Uh, kind of cloudy, windy both days. 42 the high tomorrow and 45 on Thursday. Flyers home this evening against Ottawa. They made a big change, letting go of their longtime uh, general manager, Ron Hextall, who, of course, was a star goaltender in this town for many years as well partly due to the team's slow start and also partly due to just philosophical differences. Monday Night Football last night, Houston against Tennessee. Very pleased to have in studio, live and in color, Steve and Pam Smith. Based in, where are you these, these days? You're Hatfield, you're Lansdale, you're... Telford, Pennsylvania. Telford, I don't know. World famous Telford, PA. Yeah, well, you have you have long roots in these areas. We do. We yeah. do, we do. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Yeah, thank you. For a little context, uh, Pam used to be over at Biblical Seminary. Yes, indeed. In Hatfield, which is why indeed. I had Hatfield in the brain. Yeah. And used to be on my radio show, used to have on our sister station, 990, which was a music station back in the day. And also over at another network for a number of years. And so Pam would talk about that. And that's how we got to know each other. We did. Yeah. And in fact, you would call me at 6 o'clock in the morning. And that's when we would talk a lot. <laughs> yes. That's, well, the show was a morning show, 6 to 9. And you'd hop on and you would share would. about biblical. and uh, But you, you did then, as I believe you will do today, share about things from a informational standpoint because if you're there to help people it, you know people can tell if you're That's trying to right. sell them something That's versus it. you're trying to help them there you go so and then i got to know uh, your husband steve along the way and uh steve among other things you have been at lansdale presbyterian is that right yes i have i've okay. been and in fact i still have i have an office at lansdale presbyterian church okay. a counseling office there okay and i am a licensed professional counselor in the state of pennsylvania all right. So that's and, – and you put that degree before and after to use because uh, we used to have lunches together every three or four or five months uh, in the years following – I guess from 2004 when our sister station uh, changed formats. And, I, and we, you know, I left the station at that point um, for the last 10, 12 years or more. We've had a lot of good Chinese lunches. <laughs> we have. A couple of uh, nice buffets and breakfasts yeah. and – and I learned a lot hanging around you guys. So when I first took the job here at WFIL, coming back to the fold, if you will, I wrote a list of people I wanted to have on the program because I felt uh, that these people would be helpful to the audience. And so you're on that list. Uh, you guys are busy, so it's hard to pin you down. In fact, the, the Lord provided today, right? You. That's right. <laughs> you guys were like saying, uh, January 29, 2020. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh, wait, we have a cancellation tomorrow. We can come over. So, God, God in the afternoon. The yeah. yeah, in the yeah. afternoon, which is perfect. So God provided all that. Why don't you start with what you're doing currently, okay. and then we can step back. Okay. Well, we have a little business called Ergosophic, and it's a combination of two Greek words, work and wisdom. Yeah. And in this little business, I do leadership coaching 
and I also do transition coaching, which a lot of times has to do with somebody wanting to change a career or they've been downsized or laid off from a company and they want to get back in the game. And that's what we do there. Okay. So today we're we're going to focus a little bit on the first of those two. That's right. More a little bit on the the leadership coaching side. And I hope to be able to share a few things that your audience could say, hey, you know what? If I did that, I feel a little bit better. (laughs) Yes. And some folks will recognize your name, not just from maybe the biblical years, Mm -hmm. but also because you wrote a book. You've written a couple books, haven't you? No, just one book. Just one? Once and done. Felt like a couple. Yeah, Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's called Nine Ways Women Sabotage Their Careers. Yeah. And the idea was to help people not do that. Yeah. Really? I was wondering what the title meant. Uh, so, yes. So you have some experience in this, uh, you know, that, that line of thinking about how to coach people along. Um, what's the difference, would you say, between – because people throw the words around. Steve mentioned he's a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania. Yep. There's counseling. Mm-hmm. There's coaching. Yeah. There's mentoring. Yeah. There's unsolicited advice. <laughs> Wait. That's my – no. And it's ask a friend. Yeah. I Many friends. Yeah. Yeah, so what? That's a, that's a big question, perhaps. Okay. Well, I'll start with the mentoring part. When you think of a mentor, and I I do advise people to have a mentor in their life, particularly those that are in a an organization and they're looking to move up in the organization. It's wise to have somebody that can help clear the path, that can share their personal experience. Uh, with the culture in the organization, how they were able to do it, some advice, that sort of thing. And mentoring is really kind of a one-dimensional, here is what I did, here is my experience, and I gift that to you so that you, you know, I show you the ropes type of thing and, and help you get to the next level you want to be. Okay. I'll let Steve talk a, a little bit about what counseling is since he's the counselor. Yeah. And with counseling, uh, we a lot of times with counseling, you're, you're looking to help someone overcome an obstacle in their life okay. that is keeping them from having a healthy life, healthy thinking, their work life, their home life, or their spiritual life is, is not working well. And, mm. and you want to try and find out what is that, that issue and help them over that so that they can bring those things back into alignment. But if there's nothing going that's holding them back in those three areas, then there's really nothing to counsel about. Other than affirming. Affir- looks, you, look, you can do affirming. Good. Affirming is good. Everybody needs to have aff- affirmations. Is there a somewhat typical path for people who, when they first come for counseling, that they've been through and now they know they need counseling? Or do they, do they sometimes come to meet with you and they're like, I don't need this, but I'm here. I don't know why, but I am. Well, I do hear that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think people come for counseling because they're looking for uh, a way of solving a problem. Okay. Ultimately speaking. Ultimately. ultimately. Sometimes they'll come to fix somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. we, but uh, typically it's, uh, well, let's work on ourselves first yeah. before we try to fix somebody else. And is there a particular area that you mm. ca- find yourself counseling more in? I mean, because there's so many things people could come to you about, right? Uh, you're right. There is a pretty long list of specialties. I would say from the way the Lord has led my counseling pro. Uh, practice yeah. has been in the area of couples counseling with relationships, okay. either either pre-marriage or post-marriage, yeah. um, and then uh, grief and loss hmm. and career. Okay. And then there's just the myriad of other things that just come along uh, up in every situation. Is there a lot of asking questions in counseling? A tremendous amount of asking questions. Because you're almost in a fact-finding 
right? Kind of a at least part of it. It is, and, 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 and that's where there is a commonality between coaching and counseling, is that the uh, searching for the right question, and and getting past the I'm here for this, and finding out what the what the real issue is. Because usually when somebody yeah. comes for either coaching or counseling, they're, they're expressing, I, I need help with this, or I'm here to get help with this. But you really have to find, what is it that, re- what is this? Yeah. <laughs> right. What is this? Steve and Pam Smith in studio. We're going to uh, continue our conversation with them and talk about uh, leadership and coaching and mentoring and counseling and hopefully get some more good insight. Back in just a moment, you listen to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL and at WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 413, AM 560, WFIL and WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL. Pam and Steve Smith are in studio uh, with us, and we're talking right now at the moment the difference between we talked about mentoring a little bit, counseling, and the, the main focus for today, coaching, specifically leadership coaching. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Pam, go. you want to speak to yeah, that sure. difference? Sure. I think in coaching, you're taking someone – from where they are today to where they want to go. And it's kind of like a Lyft rider. You know, when you, yeah. when you call Lyft or you call Uber, you get in and you say, well, I know where I am today. And you're going to be asked, where do you want to go? And if you can't articulate where you want to go, it's pretty hard to get you there. So in coaching, we spend a, a lot of time just helping you identify where is it that you want to use your gifts and your skills so that you can thrive. Then we go through a process where we say, well, let, let's talk a little bit more. What, what have you tried in the past? Or what else could you try? What might prevent you from getting to that goal? So it's forward-focused, I would say, or goal-focused okay. more than I think in, in counseling, you do take a look back and you see what, what influence family may have had on you in the past. We don't do that with coaching. We start with where you are today and take you forward. Okay. So it's more of a – would you say it's more of a vision thing? It's more of a thinking through to help you before you keep moving or it, – it's not necessarily – the coaching is not necessarily because you've hit a wall, although it could be because you feel like you're not going where you – you're it's, just not sure what's happening. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be that. But it could also be that you, you feel like you want to improve in a certain area and you're not quite sure where to go with that. Okay. You know, so oftentimes I will have a, a client send me a form that it's called the coaching focus form. And yeah. I will say, what do you want to um, discover today? What do you want to work on today? And they will put down, I want to work on how I can do a better job um, interacting with my boss, for example. That might be a, a real typical topic that somebody would come to me with. Sure. So that's where we would go. Whatever they want to work on. It's all about the client controls the subject matter, uh, where we want to go. I my job is to ask good questions, thoughtful questions, deep questions. Yeah. That's my job. Pam and Steve Smith in studio with us at WFIL. So, uh, and the ergosophic, is that how you pronounce it? Ergosophic, that's right. okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Greek. I should know how to say that, right? Yeah. Since they're based on this work. What was it again? The, work and wisdom. Ergo work. is work, sophic, wisdom. Yeah. Work, wisdom at work. Yeah, that's very good. So, yeah. for in your case, uh, I'd love to hear an example, a specific example or two of, uh, first of all, is there a typical, I don't want to call clientele, but do you find... 
it could be anybody. What you know, the stuff that you want to share with them, or the way you want to help them, could apply to someone who's younger or older or whatever. It doesn't matter necessarily, right? Absolutely. Okay. And coaching, in fact, crosses ethnic boundaries. I mean, I have had clients that are Polynesian. I have a uh, South Americans, like Canadians, you know, Texans. You know, that's also a culture <laughs> cross right there. You yes. know, but, but it's interesting. It's we had Chewbacca mom on yesterday. Oh, you did. She's from she's from Texas. <laughs> oh, wonderful. She's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but you use a, a process. You help people create a process, and we uh, we had some training at one point from Bob Beal, who's an executive um, coach himself, and he he taught me something that stuck in my head. Wisdom is putting process between opportunity and decision. Wisdom is putting a process. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? Wisdom Wisdom. is putting a process Process. between opportunity Opportunity. and decision. Decision. Interesting. Equals wisdom. Well, I'm a math major, so this is going to be some kind of a formula eventually. But it's a good formula, and it really works. Yeah. So. Want to delve into that a little bit? Yeah, I'll give you an example. Okay, let's say um, somebody – a lot of us have have a go-to of yes in our lives. So, for example, somebody asks you to do something, you say yes before you've really <laughs> thought through what's going to be the ramifications of me doing this thing or I don't even know if I have room to do this thing. Or, But our go-to is yes. And when we're growing up and we say no, you know, we get into trouble. So we learn not to say no. So our go-to becomes yes. And when when you can't say no, your yeses aren't freely given. Think about yeah. that, right? Sure. So what do you do about this? So I have a, one of my favorite clients. Um, I saw him person to person, and he sat down. He says, I've got an issue, and I just don't know what to do about it. I said, well, tell me more. Yes. And he said, I... And being asked to give so many um, speeches at various places, and 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 I, I I just don't know what to do. They're overwhelming me. I, I said, well, um, did you did you think it through? Did you what what sorts of things are are you doing about it? He says, well, I'm saying yes. Okay, <laughs> so we started there. Yeah. My question to him was this: What questions do you need to ask yourself? Before you say yes to your next opportunity. And we took out a napkin and he wrote down about five questions that he realized would be wise to do. Things like, you know, do I have enough room on my calendar? Do I have enough left in my expense fund to take that trip? You know, et cetera, et cetera. So he came up with five questions. And The next time he had an opportunity, he said, "Um, well, wait a minute. I I need to run this through this little process that I have of questions. I'll get back to you. And he did. And all of a sudden, he realized that he was not the only person who could do those things. And he identified other people that he could bring alongside or delegate to them. And maybe he wasn't the best subject matter expert on what they asked him to talk about. And someone else could do it better. It's that kind of thing. Well, people are yes. People will, and I tend to be yes. I just got a text from my brother. He says, we're, we're going to get together at the restaurant at you know, 6 o'clock. You think you can be there? And well, the show's over at 5, and I got to clean up after. I'm like, I'm thinking yes, because I, <laughs> I want it. Well, I'll be hungry, and my brother's in from out of town, and my family's congregating. But the reality is, with traffic and all, 
I mean, so it must be yes. <laughs> it looks like yes. <laughs> no problem. Uh, yes, it'll it'll work out somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And my because my yes is like say yes, find a way to make it work. Because I don't want to be somebody who's say, well, I don't know if I can do that. I'll even tell people that when somebody says I can't do that, I'm like, well, you can't or you won't. Can't or won't, right? So and that's two yeah. good questions on your process definition. Yeah. Is this a is this a can't or a or won't, won't for me? For me. Yeah. I can't do it because I won't be able to get there in time. I'll walk in late, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now I will tell you what you can do if you'd like to. <laughs> if you'd like to hear it. <laughs> I'll listen. Okay. The next time that somebody says to you, you know, offers you an opportunity, yes, you can say, you know what? I, I do run this through a little process. When do you need a response on this? When do you need an answer? Because I'd like to think it through because I don't want to disappoint you. Um, when do you need me to get back to you? And they might say, well, can you get back to me tomorrow? Say, yes, I can. And then you go, you step away. You run it through your process. And if you have 50% is a go, it's not a go, right? It needs to be close to 100% on whatever questions you're asking yourself. Then when you go back, let's say it's 50%. You have four questions and only two of them seem feasible. Yeah, right. You go back to the person and you say, I ran it through the process. It's not going to work for me this time. But please ask me again. Now, you're guilt-free. Yeah. Because it wasn't you that said no. It was this process yeah. that said no. Yeah, yeah. Steve and Pam Smith from Telford are in. They have a coaching and counseling that they do. There's something called Ergosophic. We'll come back and chat with them a little bit more and continue our conversation. Uh, also, just for fun, if uh, you'd like to, it's a cold day. I'm thinking we're going to jump back to Wawa today and give away a Wawa gift card. If you'd like to win a Wawa gift card, we'll get you a few coffees with that. Text me at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Just type in Wawa and your name and address, and we'll draw a winner by the end of the program. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 425. AM 560 WFIL. And once again, listening to the Tim DeMoss show, if you would like to win a Wawa gift card this hour, just text me name and address and the word Wawa, W-A-W-A, to 610-500-DOVE. That's what it spells. That's the number they gave us. 610-500-3683. We'll draw a winner by the end of the hour. Do you find, uh, we're chatting with Pam and Steve Smith, uh, they have uh, their husband and wife, I've known them for many, many years, they've actually, we're talking about leadership coaching today, they have a, a little company called Ergosophic uh, that they do, but uh, we just want to share some knowledge and some encouragement for you as you think through maybe decisions you're going through in your life or where you're at, we've been talking about mentoring versus counseling versus our main focus today, coaching and specifically leadership coaching, uh, do you find that, that people are... Um, uh, you know, it's hard. There's there's ways of doing things. It's just really hard to snap out of because you've done it so long. Mm-hmm. You just don't know how. You know, I'll give you an example. I I you know, I've DJed for years, and two years ago I made a decision to cut back a little bit. I still do a lot, but I, I decided not to take everything that comes my way. And I had somebody who asked me to DJ an event called A Night to Shine, which is a, a Tim Tebow-founded thing mm-hmm. for special needs, uh, like a prom. 
and they, they have limos and they do all kinds of great stuff. And there are churches all over the place, all over the country and other organizations. And, but this particular branch wanted uh, karaoke to be the main thing, not like music to dance to, not lights, not a photo booth. They just want karaoke. Well, I have a little bit of karaoke, you know, but I haven't updated that library in years. I was given what I have basically. And so the answer, if I really was honest with myself, the answer was say no because you're going to, have to spend most of the money you're going to make making the karaoke as good as it should be for the people who are paying you to come do it. And you're going to have to spend at least 20 hours in the next two weeks to pull that off. And it was the hardest thing for me. Mm. But I said no. And about two hours later, I was like, that was the right thing to do. Wow. But it really initially felt like, because, you know, every everybody you, do, you DJ for, it's another it's a lead for the future. I'm sure someone who does speaking like the gentleman you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they have more. That's, they're going to be invited back every year. That's income that, you know, they can count on or whatever. Yeah. Well, you have a, a knowledge of what you want to focus on when you do one of those gigs, correct? Yeah. Okay. So in your little process, you might put down, does this fall in my focus area? And it would be a no. <laughs> and you don't have to go further on your list of questions to ask because it would be so clear to you. The beauty of writing it down and looking at it, if you, you accept it in in your ears – now your brain is going to work. And you're really only investing one of your senses into it. When you write it down, when you look at it, now we have three senses invested, and you're more likely to feel comfortable with your decision. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? That's, that is interesting. Yeah. Now, you guys have been doing this for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I, give a, if you can give like just a little Reader's Digest version of um, you know maybe the last 15, 20 years in terms of because for those just joining us, it's Steve and Pam Smith. Uh, I knew Pam first through her work over Biblical University, which is over a uh, seminary over in Hatfield, and, and now it's changed its name. It's in the city. Uh, but for many years, Pam used to be on the radio show. Uh, she'd call in and talk about Biblical, and we'd have an, kind of an interview, little style thing on the morning show on our sister station, 990, which is now a news talk station. But back in the day, it was a music station and some Christian teaching and talk programs. And then I met her husband, Steve, along the way. And we've had a lot of breakfasts and lunches together over the years. And I've got a lot of wisdom from you guys. Um, so what's the trajectory in terms of your path? Because uh, the counseling thing and the the coaching that you're doing now, just give a little background on when you first started doing it and how it's morphed into where you are today with, with Ergosophic. Oh, sure. Um, when I was at Biblical Seminary, I was contacted to be part of a focus group for uh, a gal who wanted to do a women's conference. So I went down to Orlando, Florida okay. with a number of different women, and um, we got to know each other, and I was asked to do two workshops So I thought, oh, great, this is fantastic. So I went down and I did the two workshops. And in there was the vice president for leadership. Her name is Andrea. She's a dear friend. I didn't know her at the time. Um, And a few weeks later, she called me up and said, you know, we're doing this wonderful thing at Campus Crusade then, but now called Crew. Yeah. And she said, "Um, you know, honestly, I think you're, you're the type of person we would like to have as a coach in this program. I said, okay, I'm in. Now, I did not have a process (laughs) at that time. And she said, don't you want to know more about this? And I said, well, if you think I have something to offer, I'm there. Uh, 
So I went down and I got assigned my first person. It was an 18-month scenario where I was charged on bringing this gal to 10 times her current performance. Isn't that amazing? What a a great goal and a great expectation. So this gal is now the director – well, she was director of women's ministry in Canada, but now she has a a bigger bigger mission going on now. And it was just just a a wonderful thing to see it. When I got back, I – went to Steve, who at the time was in Mm -hmm. biblical seminary pursuing his degree. And I said, you got to get in on this because I knew he would just thrive and learn these new skills. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about your, your program. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, it was really, it was a good time because I was in the first, first year of a three year uh, master's program for, for learning to become a counselor. And in the first stages of this, you really learn how to conduct yourself, how to ask good questions. And the, the coaching training was just a real focus on asking good questions and helping uh, interface with another person and, and keeping the conversation going and, and being direct in your, what you're trying to get something from it, just not casual conversation. Yes. Um, yeah. But to have a purpose in the conversation. So it was a great place to learn how to use questions to gain wisdom that you just didn't have time to do in a classroom. So it was sure. it really augmented the two. And also I got a chance to, to leverage my industry experience where I spent 30 years in the computer industry and was in various management and executive level positions. So I was able to use some of the, those, that skill as well. So it was, uh, it was just it was really great. And just marrying all this experience together. Yeah. And so for the two of you, did, did your kind of uh, speaking into other people's lives start as a it started separately, but then came together at some point to? Yeah, I started doing the coaching first, and then Steve. Uh, the next time I was assigned someone, he came down as the spouse and sat through the training. Yeah. Then the next time I was assigned someone, he came down and they said, "Could you substitute?" Because we have a couple of coaches that can't make it this time or have to leave early, so he started getting his experience. Then. The next time I was assigned somebody, they called him up and said, Steve, you're off the bench. I need you as a coach. Wow. That's great. <laughs> so now we go yeah. down together and participate as a team. And so, yeah. yeah. And right now we each have um, – we're actually coaching three people each. Okay. In that program. In that, in that yeah. program. For With crew. crew. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Specifically. Right. But then separate from that too, you guys have uh, um, your together like – create your own schedule counsel separate from that well steve is a counselor counselor so he counsels on his own but we do, we also team together right if we do uh couples like we do the premarital counseling at our church and we do unfortunately postmarital counseling too but yeah. um we team together as couple to couple because each person then feels like they have a voice and everybody wants a voice and a choice in this yeah. life you know so we try to provide that for them yeah Pam Smith and Steve Smith. Ergosophic is the coaching, counseling that they do. We'll come back and consider some more uh, insight from them. Perhaps if you're interested in uh, being in that field, you can pick up some tips and then maybe just some good life advice. That's part of the reason we're here doing this program. It's 434. We'll uh, get you the forecast and a quick sports update coming up, and then we'll continue our conversation with Steve and Pam in just a moment. AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 
It's 438 AM 560 WFIL. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoy the program, feel free to tell somebody else about it so uh, the word can spread. Thanks for doing that. Getting cloudy tonight, low down to 30. Kind of cloudy and windy tomorrow, 42 the high. Same story for Thursday, high 45. Flyers are home this evening against Ottawa. They'll be a minus uh, somebody who's a familiar face around there for a number of years, both as a player and as a general manager. Ron Hextall was let go yesterday, partly due to the team's fairly slow start, also due to the differences he and upper management had philosophically moving forward. So decided to let him go. Uh, Monday Night Football, Houston 34-17 last night over Tennessee. If you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Steve and Pam Smith. Uh, Ergosophic is what they do uh, currently in terms of just helping with coaching, with some uh, counseling. And uh, if you can rattle off real briefly again, because we did this earlier in our chat, the difference between mentoring, counseling, and coaching. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mentoring is one person's experience shared with you. So it's their one particular path. So it's kind of one-dimensional. Like I'd like to be a... A coach one day. Can you tell me how to do it? There you go. I'll tell you <laughs> tell you what you need to do. Right. right? That's mentoring. Yeah. That helps you discover Help that, you along. that sort of thing. That's right. Okay. And it implies that there's a skill that is shared. Yes. By both parties. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're following along in a given mm-hmm. trajectory. You may not do the. You, know, you may not be stepping directly into the same footprints, mm-hmm. but in the same direction or same. You know, I'm learning from you because you know more than I do about that. That's it. I know what I want to do. I think I do. I'm, I'm following you. Tell me what I don't know. That's right. And when I worked for a surgical instrument company, I would change mentors with every level because the same person that got you there can't get you to the next level. So I had a lot of mentors in my career. Okay. Then counseling. Very, very useful. Counseling. Okay. Counseling is helping overcome an obstacle that is keeping you from being able to um, achieve uh, what you want to in your personal life, in your work life. Or in your spiritual life. Yeah. And you may or may not know why you're stuck or what the problem is. Precisely. But or, yeah. Although you might. You might very well be aware or at least think you do. Yeah. And a lot of times you do timelines and what's happened before in your life, that sort of thing with counseling. Right, right. Sometimes they call it therapy. If you've ever heard anybody say that. Sure. Yeah. Therapy. And then coaching, which is our main focus today, especially leadership coaching. Coaching starts with where you are and takes you where you want to go. So okay. it's very forward focused. Do you have uh, a, you know another example? You gave one, I guess, uh, of, you know, the difference that coaching can make, good yeah. coaching can make, because people can hear about this and be like, oh, you probably have, you, you probably, I'm sure you have, dealt with people who hear what you do, and be like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I've, you know, maybe this idea that I could probably learn something or maybe be good, but some people don't want to be bothered or they think it's a waste, maybe not even a waste of time, but just kind of like, I don't know if I have time to drill into all that or whatever. But if they've tasted of it, and they're like, that really helped me, you know. Instead of being too too much of a know-it-all, like I, I got it all figured out or mostly figured out. Yeah, another example of why it's wise to stop and listen and learn. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I can think of another example where the, the, the gal I was coaching had a personal blocker to moving forward in her success. It was a relationship blocker. And until she would figure that out, she wasn't going to be able to move forward. So we processed it through through this little bridge that we do, and and she selected an action item that she really thought was going to work. And the next time when I got my coaching focus sheet, the same issue was sitting there, and I thought, okay, um, we need to do something differently. So I asked her permission to coach what I, I call coaching through the whole heart. And I asked her to just examine some lies she might be believing 
about that relationship. And boy, did that open up a lot. And at the very end, she said to me, you know what? This feels like freedom. Freedom. I can now realize that it wasn't the other person. It was me. And it was the bitterness that I was holding inside. Wow. So consequently, that particular person had a five-year plan. We were able to together accomplish it in one year. So now she doesn't need me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Way to to work yourself out of a job. That's good, Pam. (laughs) Nice job. And and with a, a counselor, basically, we're trying to work our way out of a job, too, with every client. Yes. The, the intent is not to keep somebody forever. Yeah. It's, it's to be able to help them move to that next step. I'm guessing so. I mean, but then, again, sometimes things are going to take, you know, you, you go into it having no idea maybe how long something may take. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find some of the stuff that you do as far as the counseling or the coaching has a, like, a here's the starter plan. We'll do this for, we're going to meet every Monday, you know, for eight weeks and then we'll go from there or do you have some things like templates of sorts well it's all based on where the person wants to go so there are some tools tools that apply across the board for sure yeah when i start with a client i will ask them for three sessions and say i want you to commit to three sessions because it takes that long for us to build that relationship that's going to to help them going further and i have yet to have a client that stopped after three because they, by that time, they understand the value. And the questions that I've uh, asked them, they discover so much inside themselves that was always there. And my job yes. is just to pull it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. And then there's also, uh, just as a PS, uh, you know, besides leadership coaching, you mentioned earlier about the transition yes. coaching. Yes. And that has to do a little bit more with, like, it sounds almost like a little piggyback off of counseling. Like you're looking back a bit. At what you were doing and where do I go now? Or what Well, a lot of times the transition coaching that I do, somebody has an unexpected moment like loss of a job. Sure. And they are just thrown for a loop. And when I have one of those clients, the first thing I ask them to do is to tell me their story. And it's usually filled with a lot of um, blaming and that sort of thing. And hmm. I said, now, thank you for sharing. I feel very privileged. <laughs> we will never tell that story that same way again. <laughs> And we move forward from there. It's a whole thing. Coaching establishes the foundation and then move, moves forward in the positive world. And yeah. there are some tools. We have a, a little tool we call a car story, C-A-R. And we ask people to write 10 stories about something that they feel good about that they accomplished. And the C, While they were yeah. at that? Well, it can be anywhere in their lives. Okay, because that, to that, that helps point. me. Yeah, yeah. It helps me to understand where they're coming from and what they might thrive in and what they find valuable. Yeah. The C is what was the circumstance. The A is what action did you take? And the R is what was the result of the action that you took? Okay. And, and these are yeah. 10 things that they feel good about That's looking right. over the landscape of their lives. That's right. 10 stories. And uh, we, we ask that you know maybe eight of them be work-related, but they can have something from their ministry or from their volunteer work or even within their family that they solved a relationship issue in, yeah. in a healthy way. Yeah. That can be something, too. Okay. Then we well, look for themes. All right. Steve and Pam Smith, Telford Ergosophic is the uh, coaching and counseling that they do. Pam has a history of biblical seminary, among other things. Steve over at Lansdale Presbyterian Church in Hatfield has served there for a long time. And uh, there's a lot more we can get into. We'll try and jam in what we can, the final moments of our program. Also, if you'd like to take a, 
a shot at winning a uh, Wawa gift card from WFIL. We'll take care of a few coffees for you as the weather turns colder. Just text me uh, or email, whatever's easier. Text line is 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Name, address, and the word Wawa. Or email me, timidy, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, 446 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 449 AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for doing that. Once again, coming up near the end of the program, we're going to draw a winner for a Wawa gift card. If you want to get in the running, either email me, name, address, phone number. Uh, well, yeah, to Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com, or phone number comes through if you text. That's the other option, name and address. Text that uh, to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. It's our brand new text line. Just slap the word Wawa in there. Make sure to include your address with the zip, so if you win, we can mail that out. Uh, one other quick thing. You heard a little while ago, November is Ministry of the Month time for In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. We're giving away his latest book every day. There are weekly winners. There's a grand prize winner we're going to be drawing in a few days. If you haven't had a chance to get there yet, that's okay. But go to the site, enter yourself, and uh, there's free stuff for everybody who enters as well. There's several things, including the... Uh, November, December issue of In Touch Magazine. You can catch that program a couple times uh, each weekday, 8.30 in the morning, also 11.30 in the evening. It's uh, a fan favorite around here. Uh, Dr. Charles Stanley, In Touch Ministry, has been on the air for many, many years. They're our featured ministry of the month for November at WFIL. We're chatting with Steve and Pam Smith here, and uh, I've known them both for a long time, and uh, I've shared this a little bit during our conversation, but part of the story, without going too far afield with this, is... Uh, I have a history with WFIL for many years and our sister station, 990. Currently, the call letters for 990 are WNTP. It's a news talk station here in Philadelphia. But for many years, it was a Christian music slash Christian teaching and talk station. And that changed in 2004. So I used to have a morning show and other things on WZZD back then. And Pam was on the air with me uh, periodically talking about a biblical uh, seminary where she worked. And then from 2004, when the station changed formats, uh, for about 15 years, I also did some other work in radio for a long time. But I, I had other things I was doing, and I, I, I mentioned DJing and a couple other things that I've, I've worked at. And so Pam and Steve and I would have breakfast or lunch every few months or every six months, and we'd catch up, and how's your family doing? What's going on with you guys? Inevitably, the conversation would turn back to me because you guys are always like, all right, enough about us. I would try to ask you guys questions. And then you're like, okay, we'll give you the quick version. Now, what about you? So, the, the, and you mentioned a napkin a little while ago. So, here's, here's what we did, I think, at our last uh, meal together. Maybe it's probably been a year now, or mo maybe more, a year and a half. Uh, recent times, we just haven't gotten together as much. But I think you, you Pam, took out that famed napkin and said, uh, you held the pen, actually, right? I think you did. And mm -hmm. I said, you said to me, tell me five things about why you love uh, radio, because you knew that I, I enjoyed it and I was hoping to do more of it. And so I rattled off five things very quickly, uh, almost, maybe four and then a fifth one. And uh, those things were uh, being able to 
tell people about the Lord or talk about the Lord clearly. One was just to be able to help people in general, you know, uh, just with information perhaps or, or help them laugh or something. There was also diversity because doing radio, a lot of times I've been able to have a program that has different styles of music or different callers or interviews. Uh, one had to do with uh, being able to uh, have, like it's different all the time, having to think on my feet, you know, have the callers call in, you got to react back and forth. And then w the last one was um, uh, control, really, being able to do a lot of stuff and have autonomy over something, that, which I think a lot of people like. But that came to mind because I, historically I've been given that, that leash a lot, a, a good long leash. So I looked at that. And I was examining it with what I was doing at the time, which was three different things. And I remember you saying to me, you do realize that as much as you love radio, you may not actually have to do radio to do something that you will find very fulfilling. At the time, what I was doing graded a three and a half out of five. And it really helped me see and understand why, in a tangible bullet point list, why I liked what I was doing so much and why I was... I was frustrated because there were just one and a half of them. I couldn't really do the way I was hoping to. Circumstances. So that helped me really see it differently. So is that, a, is that an example I mean, of, of how you would help someone sort through? Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of times when we ask somebody for um, alternative ways they could address something, they will rattle off three of them because they've already thought of those. And I will say, well, what's another way? you think you might do that and then i hear silence and i've learned that you <laughs> you wait eight seconds before you know, the person needs time to process you know so you need to be quiet for eight seconds to give them time to think through yeah then uh, you press for a fifth one and that's because that's when the real thinking happens and suddenly there's an aha moment that they would not have thought of if we had stopped at the three that they already brought into the session yeah, yeah. that's good Wow. And this really just goes into a human behavior kind of uh, thing that, that when we learn how to do something, we, we try to do it again and do it again, do it again and really get good at it so we don't even have to think about it. You yeah. know, ninja warriors would do all these, these routines and they would do them constantly, day in and day out, so that when they went into battle, they didn't have to think, oh, my, my counterpart here is coming at me with this move, so I have to do this, this, and this to get out of it. It was just automatic. Yeah. Well, when we, we do things repetitiously, and they become automatic, and when we come up with a new, come in front of a new situation, we go back and say, what thing did I do that was kind of like that so I know how to, how to resolve it? Yeah. And that's our go-to. So we may be applying something that worked well for a different situation or a different time because technology has changed or something else sure, has changed. Sure. I've been doing this the same way for the last 10 years. And, and looking at that, you just continue to try it. Gee, it's not working now. So having somebody to be able to ask, that, ask the question, well, what's another way you could do it? What's one more way you could do it? It gets yeah. them past that loop of, of here's how I always do this yeah, and start thinking new things. So new innovation comes out, new thoughts, new creativity. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, I never thought about that before, but I could do that. Yeah. Our hour flew by. Wow. It was uh, great to have you on. Maybe we can do this again sometime. So in the meantime, uh, people can always you know get in touch with the show here. But if they also want to get in touch with you guys, is there a best way uh, – a little note, uh, email you guys, or yeah. Why don't I give you my email? I will do that's that. Great. I'll jot it down. I'm it's ready. It's easy. It's Pam. Pam, that's your name. 
at ergosophic, ah. E-R-G-O-S-O-P-H-I-C dot com. That's like the name game from Shirley Ellis. <laughs> ergosophic, E-R-G-O-S-O-P-H-I-C dot com. That's See, it. you do it the way yeah. I do it. Yeah. You break it up into little pieces? <laughs> Two letters at a time. Yeah, that helps. E-R-G-O-S-O-P-H-I-C. <laughs> That's great. Thank you for coming by. It's our oh, great thank joy. Thank you, Tim. Absolutely. Stephen Pam Smith from Telford. Ergosophic is what they do, among other things. Loving the Lord's first. Coaching, counseling. Uh, Pam with a background at Biblical Seminary. Steve over at Lansdale Presbyterian Church in Hatfield. Uh, we want to give away a Wawa gift card via text. I'll give you the number one more time. 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-DOVE. Or uh, you can email timmy T I M M Y D at WFIL.com. We'll draw a winner here in just a moment. Also, want to maybe give away one by phone. If you want to call in, we could do that. 800 560 WFIL, 800 560 9345. Speaking of giveaways, by the way, a tropical getaway for two to a Mexican resort. Sound pretty good to you? You could win that through WFIL's Rewards Club. We'll even include airfare. So that's one more reason to get in the Rewards Club where you can win prizes like concert tickets and movie passes, take advantage of special discounts, and give input with WFIL surveys as well. Get yourself entered for that tropical getaway for two, including airfare, by clicking the Rewards Club tab at WFIL.com. All right, we're going to jump into the text line here and pull out a winner. And we're looking at Rita from Southampton, New Jersey. Congratulations, Rita. Going to hook you up with a Wawa gift card, take care of a few coffees for you as the weather is turning colder. We'll do more prizes over the course of the week. Keep our text line handy and email as well. We'll give those uh, pieces of info out again in the shows to come. Jim Max and Max 413 Ministries next and Truth for Life. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.